Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Brookings Home Team Podcast. Hey everybody, thanks again for joining us today. Um, we're kind of switching gears here a little bit and uh, uh, decided to uh, give uh, my good friend, my good lender friend, Justin Froyland from Fairway Mortgage, uh, a little buzz here. And uh, I've had some questions about assumable loans and we don't bring this up a lot. And I thought that might be a good thing just to talk a little bit about how assumable loans work. And um, you know, if it's a good thing, if it's a bad thing, is it good for a buyer? Is it good for a seller? What type of uh, uh, program or what kind of steps are required for an assumable loan? And I said, hey, Justin, let's do this. And he said, yes, let's do it. <laughs> so Justin, thank you. Yes, you're welcome, Shane. And yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I did have to do a little bit of research in the, in the meantime here. Um, the, the assumable loan is not something that you hear about real often. It's not a super common thing and something that gets talked about very often. Not at all. And yeah, really not at all for that matter of fact. And so I did do a little bit of research, but I think definitely got some information to go over here today. Um, essentially, an assumable loan is just like it sounds. It, it, it's, it's assumable. And so what that means is, let's say I own my house and I bought my house and I did a 30-year mortgage and I've lived there for four years and I have 26 years left on my mortgage and I've got a 4% interest rate. Well, the person that would be coming in and buying my house or assuming my mortgage would walk into those same terms and same rates. And and, and nothing would change with that. Um, now, now it's not just a, a freebie. Not just anybody can can assume a loan by any means. There's a qualification um, process that you have to go through, and it, it's going to be different for each lender um, because you have to talk to the lender that's specifically servicing that loan that you're attempting to assume. Okay. And so it's not something you go shop around for lenders for. Unfortunately, it's not something I can help you out with. Um, you'd have to talk with that specific servicer, and they would pull your credit report and collect some financials and employment information and then they would make sure that you qualify for that loan and and that you that you can make that monthly payment because they're not going to just give that out to anybody right. of course exactly. yeah right um, but uh, like in the past uh, correct right right we, we've been there been there done that not going back don't want to do that again <laughs> no exactly and so um, so, so they, they there's some advantages and disadvantages of those assumable loans um, as far as which types of loans can be assumed um, the different government loans so your your VA your FHA your rural development those loans can be assumed however the conventional loans your Fannie Mae Freddie Mac loans those cannot be assumed okay and so there's some different aspects to to each um, generally there's less hoops to jump through to assume a VA or I'm sorry an FHA or a rural development loan and the the VA loan is, is where the seller's got to be particularly careful because um, I was always under the impression that you had to be a veteran in order to assume a VA loan. That's not necessarily true, I learned. Um, you, 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 you have to be a veteran to initially get the loan. That's correct. But you yep. don't have to be if you want to assume the loan. If you want to assume yeah. someone else's loan. But the risk that the seller runs in that scenario is that the seller, if they're trying to go buy a, a new house and use a VA loan to purchase a new house, mm -hmm. right. depending on their eligibility amount with the VA, they may or may not be able to do that. Now that gets into a whole different conversation, a whole, whole, whole lot more more intricate of a conversation as far as the, the VA loan and the entitlement amount and and who knows maybe we can do another podcast talking about that sometime yeah, we could, um, yeah. but uh, you never know you never know but but, uh, but but that's one thing that the seller has to be really aware of on that VA loan because they don't want certainly don't want to risk any of their eligibility mm -hmm. when it comes to that um, so that's one thing one thing to consider there um, 
Now, on the yeah. um, and I can't remember the word you called it, but there's like in the eligibility for a VA, their entitlement. Yep, entitlement. Are you going to get to that piece here, or is that something? So that we... that's that's probably a conversation for another day because that that yeah. kind of gets into a little bit more detailed amount that and that has to do with the VA loan as a whole. Basically, that entitlement amount is calculated. Um, it's it's essentially a, a max loan amount that they can get, and there's a calculation that it goes off of okay. based on their years of service, their branch of military, and a, a couple couple different right. things along. So there's a formula involved with that, Correct. and then uh, let's say Correct. they're just example. I have no idea if this is true. They're in there for ten years. Yep. Um, and they're based on their pay. You said too. Well, um, it, a lot of it's based on that that outstanding loan amount with that entitlement. So it's a calculation that that that's based off okay. of that. Because another, and we're kind of getting off track here, but another <laughs> another common misconception with a VA loan is that you can only ever have one of them outstanding at one time. And again, that goes 100% back to your entitlement amount with the VA. Okay. Because, you know, some people don't think that you can, you know, let's say I, I bought I bought a house and I lived in it for five years and I used my VA benefits to buy that house. And five years later, I want to upgrade and buy a new house, but I want to keep that current house right. and, and rent it out maybe. Well, that is certainly an option. A lot of people don't think it is, but it, it's definitely an option, but it depends on your entitlement. Amount. Meaning that they could buy the second house using the same VA benefits. Correct. Or hopefully Correct. Letter, it, a little better benefits, maybe. Yeah, maybe. it just kind of depends right. on where that entitlement sure. amount sits. Perfect. There. Okay. So, All right. Um, but let's see here, kind of paging through my, my notes a little bit. You know, one of the big benefits from, uh, I would say there's probably... In my opinion, there's probably more benefits for the buyer than there is for the seller. As, uh, as we were looking through this, this, it seems like the buyer does benefit. Kind of seems like that. <laughs> um, and, and granted, you know, one benefit from a, a seller's perspective is it might make your your property a little bit more marketable per se. For example, if if you bought your house when the interest rates were in the fours, and all of a sudden they jump up to the sixes, right. you know, it might make it a little bit more marketable um, because you don't you don't have to you don't have to sell your price for your house for what you want it. So for example, easy round numbers. Let's say you bought your house for $175,000 and you've paid it down to $150,000. Mm -hmm. And so you've paid that $25,000 down in five years, but also in five years, your house value went from 175 to 200. 200. So now your house is worth 200. You owe 150 on it. That person that's coming in and assuming your mortgage of $150,000 would have to come up with the difference of that $50,000 to be able to to pay off the remaining amount of it. Right. And so, um, so, so there, there there there's some things to consider there. Uh, generally, if there's been a long time, you know, since that loan was initiated and that property's appreciated quite a bit, it can be a somewhat difficult thing to make happen because you got to come up with a pretty substantial chunk of change. A big down payment. But, um, but the the seller can get some cash right yep. up front like that yep. too. Yep. Um, and uh, and then this buyer can assume that yep. 4% loan at $150,000 and not have to maybe take a $200,000 loan out at 6%. So. Correct. Correct. And and one other option, you know, if not everyone has just 50 grand sitting in the checking account. Okay. Uh, so, so one other option would be to look at doing like a second mortgage type deal to secure yeah. some of that financing, um, which of course they'll only 
only go up to a certain dollar amount on or a percentage of, but um, that would certainly be another another option as well. Because um, so from the buyer's perspective, you know, if you're if you're assuming a mortgage that's got a four percent interest rate and the current rates are at six or seven percent, mm-hmm. knock on wood, let's hope they don't go there. <laughs> um, then uh, then you know that could be a very lucrative thing for the buyer as well in yeah. that in that perspective. Perfect. Okay. Um, you're also going to have a lower closing costs typically on on that assumable mortgage because um, you're still going to have some costs because they're the servicer the lender is still going to pull your credit and some of those different things but right. you bypass having to have an appraisal so okay so i was just going to ask so you yep, don't have to have an appraisal that's, then. Yep, that's the big big cost savings with that is you don't have to have the appraisal um and, and so you know they the the, the servicer is comfortable with the value of that property as it sits and so that's kind of why they can avoid having that appraisal done so again going back to your example if you had if, if your house appreciated up to two hundred thousand dollars but that loan is a hundred and fifty yep as far as the servicer is concerned um, they're just looking at the hundred and fifty thousand and they know that the house is worth more than that that's why you don't need the appraisal is that kind of how basically that works? basically okay. yeah they can justify they can they can see that value increase so they can justify not getting an appraisal because of that okay. um, knowing that it definitely didn't decrease in value yeah hopefully yeah. Hopefully, hopefully hopefully <laughs> you didn't let it run down or anything like that so, right so right perfect okay so we talked about uh, you know the different loan options or the programs it's more of the government-backed loans uh, the FHA, VA, South Dakota Housing. Is South Dakota Housing one of them? Uh, no, so South Dakota oh. Housing, it's, it's, it's a, it, what that is is a bond agency. It's not necessarily a loan program. So so that that wouldn't have anything to do with it. It wouldn't do it. No, okay. no, okay. no. So FHA, VA, and, and rural, rural development. development. Yep. Those are the three main ones. Correct, yep. Okay. And, and, and FHA, that's one one maybe other point to mention on that one thing to be aware of if you're looking at assuming an fha loan is that that pmi that, that private mortgage oh, insurance sure. um because well technically on an fha it's called just mortgage insurance not <laughs> private mortgage insurance let's get that right um but uh, but but that that stays on the loan for the life of the loan so oh. so that's not something that will like on a conventional loan for example once you've built enough equity into your property that pmi falls off yeah. and, and it's removed whereas on an fha loan it'll be the there until until you refinance or yeah. pay it off pay it so, off so um, that's one other thing to, to consider okay. with that as well okay um, yeah so I can honestly say I've been you know in real estate here for about 10 years and uh, have never uh, had anybody do an assumable loan before uh, and I I don't know as a lender have you heard of anybody doing an assumable nope, loan I have not okay. and, and I, I I've got about five years under my belt and in the industry and, and I um, yeah I yet to come across that. Even in my time at the bank when we serviced some loans, right. uh, that was never anything that, that, that came up. Um, and, and so, so yeah, that's, yeah. it's not, not a very common deal. It's not. And, and, and I think you, you kind of proved it here with the information that you have. I mean, you and I said it before, I think you almost have to be a clone of the current individual that has that loan, you know, you, or better, be yep. a clone or better. Yeah. Uh, yep. So higher, you know, at least that credit score higher and, and all everything yep. else that, that goes with that. So yep. it can be challenging uh, to do that as you guys can uh, obviously hear about. Uh, but uh, and each lender uh, has their own version or their own rules against this definitely assumable uh, loan. So if, yep. if you are even thinking about uh, doing this, whether you're a buyer or seller, check with the lender um, for sure and make sure that it is something that works out for you be sure to check the, the fees and everything else that goes with that um, and uh, you know you don't want to 
don't want to be paying more than what you need to so exactly uh, and, so yeah. and maybe also be aware of kind of where the interest rates are at as well exactly. because yeah. you certainly don't want to assume a, a, a five percent interest rate when you could get a <laughs> 3.9 right now um so so yeah. so that's something to be aware of as well you with bet. interest rates being where they're at so anything else before we call it to you know what's here i can't really think of anything yeah. i think we've kind of kind of covered everything if anybody has any more specific questions they're welcome to reach out to me on my cell phone number at 605 1429 um, and I'd be happy to answer any other yeah. questions. You bet. Uh, email? Yeah, email justin.froiland F-R-O-I-L-A-N-D at fairwaymc.com would be my email. And your uh, office, where can they see you face-to-face? Yeah, 412 5th Street. I don't know if you want to see my ugly mug, but if you want to, <laughs> come right on in. But uh, yeah, 412 5th Street, right on the south side of the post office. You can't miss us. Perfect. Thanks to, uh, for joining me today, Justin. I appreciate it. Definitely. And, and going over this information. And, and anybody out there listening, if you have questions uh, about this or anything else, please reach out to Justin or myself. Uh, we'd be happy to, to talk with you. Um, if you can think of something you would like to hear on our next uh, podcast episode again reach out to me and uh, we'll we'll talk about it I'm ready to talk and uh, I learned some of this just definitely. as much as everybody else does so definitely. that concludes this longer version of uh, the Brookings home team podcast thanks again everybody for watching be sure to to share this and like it and uh, let everybody know that we're here and um, let us know if we can help you out have a great day thanks again Justin yep thanks a lot see ya thank you again for listening to today's episode of the Brookings home team podcast for more real estate information, please visit us at brookingshometeam.com.